Let's turn our Bibles to First, uh, First Chronicles, chapter four, verses nine and ten. Father, we come to you this morning as we uh, get into your word and uh, we learn a little bit more about the prayer of Jabez. Uh, We're going to look at the question that he asked, Lord. He said, if you would bless me indeed. And we're going to talk about the blessings uh, that you've given each and every one of us in our lives and uh, just how these blessings work, Father. So we ask that you would anoint this message today, anoint the ears, the minds, and the hearts of the people here, Father, and uh, that it would bring you glory. In the end, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, this morning we're going to continue to explore through the book of Jabez. A couple Sundays ago, I kind of did a review on exactly what the book of, uh, not the book, but the prayer of Jabez was. And we're going to go through it a little bit today. Let's go ahead and read it, uh, read it verses 9 and 10 in First Chronicles, chapter 4. And it says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called out to the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would uh, keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. So last time we were together, we looked at the who, the what, and the why of the prayer of Jabez. And we kind of broke it down, looking at the who being Jabez himself. And we looked at the what being the overall prayer that he prayed and the why, the purpose of the prayer. So Jabez's name, we knew uh, from our last study that his name meant pain. It says there in verse 9 that his mother bore him in pain, and that's the name he had to go throughout life being called. He could have led to a life of bitterness. It could have led to a life of dissatisfaction by just having that name pain but Jabez seemed to have rise above that because it says that he was more noble than his brothers it says it in the word that he was more noble than his brothers so he didn't let his name and his title take him down he lived during the time of judges right after Joshua uh, this is when the Israelites were trying to take the Canaanites out the land and and to move them so I, I'm thinking this prayer has to do with being blessed and being able to expand the territory against the Canaanites that they were trying to move out. And we know that this prayer, as Pastor George has preached uh, about two Sundays ago, about prevailing prayer. This prayer was a prevailing prayer because at the end of verse 10 it says, so uh, God granted him what he requested. So he asked to be blessed. He asked for more territory. He asked that he would not cause pain and that evil would not come. And God granted that request. And we're going to talk about some of the reasons why God granted that request as we go on further uh, this morning. And rather than demanding of God, Jabez was admitting that he was powerless, that he could not do the things that were needed. But he realized that God can do the things that were needed. And he realized where his power and where his strength came from. And he realized that he was walking in, the promise that was given to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he was part of those descendants, part of that, that nation that God had promised to Abraham. And we see Jabez praying this prayer. So today we're going to look at the verse 10 where it says that he called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And bless me indeed is going to be the title of our message tonight. I'm sorry, this morning. Um, We're going to look at three questions today. 
The first question we're going to look at is, is it right for God, for us to ask God for blessings? Is it right for us to ask it? Is it okay for us to go before God and ask him for blessings? Aside from blessing us personally, why should we be asking for blessings? What is, what is our reason for asking? And number three, who needs to be blessed? So we're going to look at these three questions as we get into our uh, message this morning. So we're going to start with the first question. Is it right to ask God for blessings? Do you all think it's right to ask God for blessings? Absolutely, it's right to ask God for blessings. I think God loves it when we ask him for blessings. And I think to help us get a better grasp on what it is and why we ask for, uh, ask for blessings, we're going to look at a couple things when asking him blessings. And number one, we're going to look at the definition of blessing. I think in our society... The word bless or blessing has been watered down quite a bit, just like the the word love has been watered down quite a bit in our society. Um, I think we need to get a handle on what this blessing is. And before we can even ask God for blessing with confidence, we need to have this clear understanding. Just like so much in in, in our Western world, a lot of things get watered down. Uh, We hear the word bless or blessing from the pulpit every Sunday. We hear the word bless our missionaries, bless our kids, bless the food we eat. Someone sneezes, we say, God bless you. It's kind of thrown around a lot. And there's no wonder that Christians are so desperate to receive this blessing that Jabez asked for. Because this blessing that Jabez asked for is a perfect blessing from God. It's not a selfish blessing, as we'll see. But it's a perfect blessing that he was asking from God. And then he says, not only does he ask him to, to put this blessing on him, but he says, bless me indeed. So we look at this, the, kind of the meaning of the word indeed. In Hebrew, it would be like adding exclamation points to the end. Or we may want to uh, put it all in capitals and underline it to where we don't miss it. That means to bless me a lot. Don't just bless me in, in small things, but bless me in abundance. Bless me where I have favor in your eyes, and that favor is coming down to me because of the blessing you've given me. It's just not a small blessing. And I think we can all, I think we all want those blessings from God, those, those blessings that are, are more abundant in our life. And sometimes all we have to do is ask, and that's what Jabez did was ask God for this blessing. The blessing here is not necessarily financially. I think we get caught up a lot in our, in our minds when we think about blessings. We think about financial blessings. But this blessing could be a number of things. It could be on health. It could be just having a peace of mind, having stability, maybe, maybe having possessions. Maybe it's just to have that joy of God back in our heart again, to bless us with that. And we see Jabez asking this question. This prayer focuses on wanting nothing more, nothing less than what God wants for us. Now, how many of y'all know what God wants for us is the best thing to have in our lives? There's a lot of things we, we can come up in our minds and think, oh, I need this in my life, and we really don't. We really don't. We may think we need that boyfriend or that girlfriend in our lives, that husband in our wives, or these people who we think are quote-unquote cool in our lives, but in actuality, they're not good for our soul at all. So we need to be careful on how we ask God for these blessings. But we want to have a blessing that comes from God 
that is good for us, right? Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Ask our Father. Let me tell you something. My two little girls know they can come to me and ask me anything. Will I give them everything? No, because I know what's good for them and what's not good for them. Just like our Heavenly Father knows what's good and what's not good for us. But in this passage in Matthew 7, 7, in the Greek language, it's saying, keep asking and it shall be given to you. Keep seeking and you shall find it. Keep knocking and it will be opened. That doesn't mean we ask one time. But it's a continuation of prayer and asking God for this blessing. Continually seeking him and his nature. Continually knocking for these, these blessings and these doors of opportunity open up to us. It's a continued relationship with our Father. It's not a one-time deal. So we've got to keep asking. And I ask God, look, bless me in my life. Help me to, remi- to remind me to keep asking you and keep seeking you and keep op- asking for open doors. Keep asking God. To bless in a biblical sense is to ask for an important supernatural favor from God. Anything God does for us, it comes from his supernatural favor. When we ask for God's blessing, we're not asking for more of what we could, more of what we can get for ourselves. We are asking for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God and his power can give us. It's not about asking in a selfish way. It's not about asking about how many goods we can get. But it's asking about how much good we can get from God. And we're going to see in a minute that's not just for our own sake. There's a richness in God's blessing. And the richness we're referring to in Proverbs 10.22, it says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he added no sorrow with it. We can look at things in our world that are rich. A chocolate, rich chocolate cake is really, really good. But it can bring sorrow in the end if we eat too much of it. Right? So there's a lot of things. We live in southwest Louisiana. There's a lot of foods that are really rich. But we may pay the price for it later on. But let me tell you where you're not going to pay the price. And that's when God's blessings come. Everything he does for us, to us, or in us is for our own good. And there should be no regrets from the blessing God brings us. So let's get past the cliche of of blessing. Let's get into the heart of the matter. That a blessing is a supernatural act from God. And the God that we serve loves to bring us blessings. Loves to bring us blessings. So let's continue to ask them. There's one more thing we've got to keep in mind now that we know we can ask for blessings and we know what the definition of blessing is. And the next thing is to have the correct attitude when it comes to asking the Lord for blessings. So let me ask you a question. In Jabez's request that, oh, that you would bless me indeed, does it seem like a selfish request to you? Some people may say yes, some may say no. But Jabez is not asking for something, something specific by name. He's not trying to name certain things in his life. He's asking that God would decide what the blessing was going to be. 
to where the blessing is left on God. It's not in my hands. I'm not trying to twist whatever the blessing is going to be to fit my agenda. But I'm going to let God choose what that blessing is going to be. And that's what we need to do ourselves. I found that many who say that we don't, that, that we don't want to sound selfish for asking God for something. People ask, you know, I'm, I, I would like God to, I want to pray for something. It might sound selfish. It's not selfish. Our Father wants to hear what we're going through. Our Father wants to bless us with goodness. And we have to get that blessing through asking God. Just like any, any, any son or daughter can do for their father, a good father, they can go to him and ask for that blessing or that thing that they need. So I want to point something out about Jabez's prayer. He left it entirely up to God to decide what the blessing would be, where, when, and how Jabez would receive this blessing. Too often we want to keep that control for ourselves, but we just need to let God do that. This kind of radical trust in God's, in God's good intentions toward us has nothing in common with the popular gospel we hear preached on TV today. So much of the gospel that's preached on TV is asking for Cadillacs, six-figure income, a bigger house, a bigger boat, what have you. But this has nothing to do with that type of gospel. This blessing is a true blessing of God. It's not a materialistic blessing. So we need to make sure when we come to him, we're coming to him with the right attitude in asking. Instead, the, J, the, the Jabez blessing focus like a laser on him wanting for ourselves nothing more and nothing less than what God wants for us. Whatever God you want, whatever your will is for my life, that's what I want. I don't care if I may have to go through trials and tribulations. I don't care if there's somewhat of a struggle to receive that blessing. I want what you want, Father. The things I love is the things you love, and the things you hate are the things I hate. Let me have that life with you. And that's what Jabez is asking him right here. This is not a, this is not a selfish prayer. And you know how we know? Because in James, in James 4, verse 3, it says, You ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend... It on your pleasures. We talk about the motive for prayer, motive for the blessing, motive for wanting God to bless us, to have the correct attitude. And we see here in verses four, in chapter four, verse three in James, that you're not going to get blessed if your attitude is not in the right place. You know, we say, well, I pray, and you may say that, that I pray, and I just don't get what I ask for. Well, that's because you're asking amiss. Amiss, the definition of amiss is that it's not quite right, is inappropriate, and is out of place. So what is your whole motive for asking God for this blessing? Seek your heart, because he already knows it. You can't hide it from him. If your motives are in the wrong spot, you may not get that blessing that you're you're asking for, because it may not be good for you. It may not be that thing that God wants for you right now. And with the gospel that we spoke about earlier, wanting Cadillacs and six figures, that's a gospel of giving commands to God. God, you're going to bless me with a new car. God, you're going to bless me with a new house. We don't give commands to God. 
That's not the gospel that we, we preach, and that's not the gospel that we see here in Scripture. But we ask God. We come to him humbly, and we ask him. And we come to him open before him, asking him for blessings. We don't command God. God is not going to jump at our every command. He's not an ATM. We can't just punch in the numbers and get the money we want. That's not the way it works. But our God is a God who wants to bless. So our prayer when asking for blessings should not be a demand. It should be a request before him, a humble request before him. So it says when you, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend it on your pleasures. Now, I think sometimes God may answer some of those foolish prayers we have. We look at the nation of Israel when they had God to be their ruler and their king, and they kept asking for their own earthly king because they wanted to be like the surrounding countries around them. And finally, God said, you want this that bad? Guess what? I'm going to give it to you. And if you were here over the past year and a half on Wednesdays, we went through the book of First and Second Kings. We've seen how that turned out. It didn't turn out too good. Even going through Chronicles right now, it doesn't turn out too good. So let's keep, let's keep God our king and <laughs> not any uh, earthen vessels here. Amen. Amen. But selfish prayers, I'm telling you, are not high on God's priority right now. So when you, when you pray, search your heart before you pray. And it says, if we, but if we don't ask God for his blessing, we'll probably forfeit some of the blessings that he has for us. Because God is a perfect gentleman. He's not going to force his will on you. He's not going to force his love on you. He's not going to force any of that on you. He's going to wait and see if you want the blessing, if you want to have the love that he has for you. He's not going to force it on you. So we need to ask, even though there are, are no limits to God's goodness, if you didn't ask for a blessing today, you probably missed out on something. And then I'm just going to be honest. I don't ask for his blessing every day. That's something I need to get better at. Just asking for a general blessing of God to bless my day, to guide my steps. Show me where you want me to go, Lord. And I'm pretty sure everyone sitting here has their struggles with that as well. So, do you think there are blessings that could be ours, but we missed it because we didn't ask? Let's look at Moses. Moses, whenever uh, he was before God, he was bold enough to ask God to show him his, his brilliance, his show me, show me who you are. And in Exodus 33, we see the response from God said, said, to him, said to Moses himself, said, The Lord, I am the Lord, the Lord God. I am merciful and gracious. I'm long-suffering. I'm abounding in goodness and truth. The very nature of God, he says it right here from his own words, is that he is abounding in goodness and truth. That he has an abundance that can overflow to us. And Moses was not afraid to ask God to see his glory. Why are we afraid to ask God to see his glory? Maybe we don't want to see his glory, truly. Maybe we don't. We live lives that, that don't match up with his will. Maybe that's what it is. But if you're a believer in, in Christ and you're a believer in God, you need to ask God to see his glory. Ask God to give it to you in abundance. Don't hold back. I think God's just sitting on the edge of his throne this wanting to bless us, this wanting to give us his goodness. But too often we don't ask. We get so busy with our days and we don't ask him. And when we do, our attitude is not in the right spot. 
So let's check our attitudes and make sure that when we're asking God for these blessings that our attitudes are right. And the next thing is blessing can enhance our relationship with God. It can build our faith. When we see God bless us with something and it was something we're asking for, it can build our faith. God can build our faith in a number of ways. And I think of a story, I've, I've, I've said it before in a few other sermons, uh, when I was in the military, I was studying to become a sergeant. And I was in my barracks room, and I was reading over the material, and I fell asleep. And he came to, and the Lord came to me in, with Proverbs 6 that said, A little sleep, a little slumber, a little fold in the hands, and poverty will come upon you like a thief. I jumped straight up, and I started studying for that board. Because God knew he was going to pass that board for me. He knew it, but I need you to study. I need you to get up. And he was faithful to remind me of that. Did that take my faith down? No, that built my faith up. Because I knew the Holy Spirit was looking out for me. And I knew that that God had bigger and better things ahead. And that built my faith up. Asking God for our first daughter. Me and my wife have been married for almost six years and have not been able to conceive a child. And we prayed and we prayed and prayed. And when we conceived, talk about build your faith up. That God was faithful. Amen. So receiving these blessings from God will enhance our relationship with him and build our faith up. We can begin to enjoy him more. And we can begin to think and act like him more. Because that's the ultimate goal, right? It's to be like Christ. And whenever we see him performing in our lives and we communicate with him back and forth in that relationship, we start to be like him more. And the side benefits of that is that we more accurately reflect him to a world that is literally dying to know him right now. There are people dying out there that are looking at you to see Christ. And we want to make sure that we give them an accurate reflection of who Christ is. And we do that by having that relationship built up, having our faith built up in him. So I'm asking that you would allow God to bless you richly so you can enjoy him more and reap the good benefits of what he comes to give us as believers. Okay, so we need to ask God for his blessing. All right, question number two. Aside from blessing us personally, why should we ask God for his blessing? Now, we see Jabez asking God that he would bless him indeed, and I don't believe it was just about him. I think it had to do with other family members and other people around him that this blessing would be passed on to. And the answer to that question is, so we can give them away. God gives us blessings, but they are not for us to hoard. We're not to hold on to these blessings that God has given us. We're to share these blessings with others. Keeping a tight fit fist on what God has given us is not what he wants. He gives it to us with an open hand. We should, we should act like him and give it to others with open hands as well. This kind of helps us get past the aspect of praying selfish prayers. But when we pray prayers of, uh, of blessing, we need to think about others and who it can affect as well, not just our own selves. So we talked a bit about the right attitude, and this is going to be somewhat of an addition to that, of having the right attitude of prayer. 
So there's two areas this morning that we're going to talk about when we, we talk about having blessings and having to give them to other people. And the first one is our spiritual gifts. God has, has given us each a spiritual gift. And unfortunately, we don't have time to go through the whole list of them today. But y'all can turn to Romans 12. I'm going to turn to Romans 12. It's going to be verses 3 through 8. We'll go over that just real quick. All right, Romans 12, verse 3, and it says, For I say, through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members uh, do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, individual members of one another. Having then gifts according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Uh, If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our uh, ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy, with cheerfulness. So we see that these blessings and these spiritual gifts that are given to us are not meant to hoard and to keep to ourselves, but they're used to give out to the people in the body of Christ. We look at those who who worship here uh, in the morning. They're using their gifts to help you and usher you into a spirit of worship before God, to prepare you for the message that is coming up. We look at uh, myself and Pastor George using the gifts that God has given us in teaching to be able to expound the word and give it to you so that God can bless you with it. We can't keep this all to ourselves. If you have a gift of hospitality, maybe you're helping helping in the front, welcoming people into the, into the church service, or you have a, a good way with children and you're in the, church, uh, the children's church teaching them from a young age to be able to walk in the ways of the Lord. Use the gifts you have. Use the talents you have for the Lord. That's what they're there for. These spiritual gifts are not for our own benefit, but for the benefit of the body. So when God has blessed you with a gift, use it. Don't hold it back. Now, I like to tell people about Jesus. Whenever I have an opportunity in a conversation to speak about him, I'm going to speak about him. But the act of service is not my gift. Now, will I serve? Yes, because we're all asked to serve, be servants of God. But it's not my strong suit. You can ask my wife around the house. It's not my strong suit. But, um, but we all have our strong suits. We all have our gifts that stand out more than others. And let's use them for the body. Let's use them for our church here in our community. Don't hold them back. Somebody is waiting on you to use your gift. They're waiting. And that using your gift could be that turning point in that person's life. So don't hold the gifts that God has given you back. Find your spiritual gift. Put it to work. That's what he's given it to you for. And number two, I'm going to ask you to hide your wallets and grab your purses. We're going to talk about money. All right? Yeah, y'all knew that was coming, right? 
So if God has blessed you materially, whether it's money or just you have a lot of goods or you have a business or whatever, use it for the body of Christ. Share what you have with the body of Christ. And I'm not preaching a health and wealth gospel. You're not going to get any richer if you do. But use the materials that God has given you. And don't be foolish with it. Pray over it. Consider what you're going to use it for. And make sure that what you're using it for is something that that God would want you to use it for. And don't worry, we're not not going to ask you to... uh, for a new building fund or park lot fund. It's none of that, so we're not going to do any of that. But first, some churches, they have a benevolence fund to where people will give for that, to where if people are in need within the body, the church is able to help them. That's always needing to, needing to be filled up. That's one way you can do it. Uh, another way is, um, hey, the, the church itself, and I'm not just talking about our church, just churches in general. One day the carpet's going to get old. One day the chairs are going to get old. And, they, and it takes money to change these things out. Uh, maybe part of the building is going to fall apart, and you have, you have skills and materials to where you can come fix that part of the building to help the church out. That's another way to share your gifts and share the blessings you have with the body of Christ. I had a conversation um, with a guy about, about church and money, and, and he must have had a bad run-in with the church he said he would always complain about the church wanting money all the time. All they want is money. They always talk about send money in. And I go, you know, I send my kids to this school and all that, that their church want is money all the time. I said, well, just like your electric bill and your water bill, the church's electric bill and water bill doesn't pay itself. It's a community coming together, sharing their, their, their materials and sharing their finances to be able to make this building run. And if God has blessed you, give generously. Give with the right attitude. Don't give grudgingly. Keep your money if that's the way it is. But give with the right attitude. God wants us to share these materials. We see in the book of Acts, whenever the first church came together, that they would have everything in common. They would bring all their goods together and share it with one another. Whoever had need, they would not go without. Because they shared one common common goal, and that was to, to get Christ out. And sometimes it takes giving up of our material goods. Sometimes it takes giving up of our spiritual gifts to be able to get the word of God out. That's why he puts us together as a family, as one body. The hands can't function without the feet. The feet can't function without the eyes. Though they all have different functions, they all complement each other. And we need to complement each other here in the body of Christ. Amen. All right. Now we're going to go on to question number three. And the question is, who needs to be blessed? Now, right off the top, we're all thinking to ourselves, I need to be blessed. And that's true. So we're going to talk about three groups this morning. And the first one is each of us. And you're right, we all need to be blessed. We all need to have a blessing from God individually. I think I can safely say when everybody here today wants to say what? Jabez said, oh, that you would bless me indeed. That is a prayer that we should pray to God every day, that you would bless us indeed. And Jabez did this, and uh, he, he got a fresh blessing from God. And we see that his prayer was answered. And if you think that you don't need a blessing from God, you're fooling yourself. There are some get blessings of God that he just gives out for free. You don't even have to ask. The, the air you're breathing right now. 
is a blessing from God. The air condition we're sitting in right now is a blessing from God. And there's a lot of things that are blessings from God I think we just really take for granted in our lives. But realize everything we are and we do is a blessing from God. And I need his blessing every day. I need to ask him every day for that blessing. So I'm asking God to remind me daily that we need blessings in our life. We need those blessings. And that one blessing I would like God to give us is in Ephesians 3, 16 through 20, the spiritual growth. The blessing of spiritual growth. And it reads, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, and depth, and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. I pray one of the main blessings is our spiritual growth, that he would bless us spiritually, that we would grow more and more in him every day, that our faith would be rooted in his love. Because his love, is, it says here that you would, that you would, that Christ, which passes all knowledge, his love, we don't even know the expanse of his love. We, they're trying to explain it right here in scripture. But our little minds can't really grasp the love that God has for each and every one of you individually. And as a body of Christ, we, we, we really can't grasp it because of the love he has. We try and display it the best we can. We try and display it to our husbands and our wives and our loved ones. But even the greatest love in that aspect still does not reach out to what God's love is. And how he wants us to grow spiritually in him. How he wants us to mirror his son. How he wants us to have all these blessings we just spoke about in this scripture. We, we, we still can't obtain it where we're at one day when we're with him and our time is up. But right now, we can read a scripture and his glory in it and, and just love God with all we can because his, his love is perfect. And, and, and that's the blessing he wants to give us. So I need his blessing, and so do you. Now, the second group we're going to talk about is this church. And we're going to talk about Calvary Chapel here of Lafayette, right? You may say, well, you just talked about each of us having a blessing. Well, I did, but now we're going to look at us as a body, as a, as a, as a group of believers, Moses prayed a blessing on the Israelites in Numbers 6. He said, He said, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I pray that the Lord does all of that to us. I pray that the Lord looks down here on us at Calvary Chapel of Lafayette and he gives us peace. And he gives us grace and he gives us mercy and he gives us the strength we need to do his work. And that he looks at us, whatever we do uh, as a church, that he gives us favor to do it and gives us success, gives us that prevailing prayer that, that Pastor George was talking about. That when we pray for this blessing from God on our church, that God gives us that answer to that prayer. 
I'm hoping to impact our city here. And some of us live in Lafayette, some of us live on the outskirts. But I want to impact this whole community, and it takes y'all to do it. I can do my part in my circle of influence, but each one of you have a circle of influence that can impact this city and make a change for it. And we can't do it alone. Pastor George and myself, other leaders in this church can't do it alone. There's people out there in your families, in your workplace, that needs to hear the gospel. And you're the feet and the hands that are going to go and do it. So I pray that God would bless us in that area. And I like to think that we can reach a lot of people for Christ. That seems like a huge, huge task to be able to reach our community or all Acadiana for the gospel. But we serve a big God that does mighty things. We look, we've looked through, and I'm going back to 1 Kings, and I'm going back to 1 Chronicles and 2 Kings because that's what I, I've been going through over the past almost two years. And I see all the huge and big things that God did for Israel and the blessings that he gave Israel. And I think he can still do that today. He's the same God today, yesterday, and in the future. He's the same God. He doesn't change. But why doesn't he? Because we don't ask. Because we live in a modern time where it seems like all the technology we have can take care of those blessings now, right? But God is a bigger and above that. So let's continue to ask God for those blessings to be able to reach the people, the lost people we have here. We all have them in our family. We all have them at work. We all have friends that are lost. Continue to pray for them, to continue to ask blessings for them. Continue to to want their salvation and let God work. We need his blessing, uh, blessing of our efforts to share the gospel like we just talked about. We need his blessing as we ask God to bring people here to our church. We've got a nice congregation here. We've got a bunch of good people here. But I want to fill this place. I want to fill it where, where we have people sitting up in the balcony for the glory of God. I don't want it just because I want it. I want it because I want it to glorify God. And I think we all should want that. We should all want a congregation just worshiping together, that's loving on God, to fill these doors. Many churches fill fill doors, but their, their gospel is empty. Their message is empty. Why not have a place like here that has sound doctrine and sound teaching filled to the rafters with people hearing God's true word? That's what I that's that's what I envision. So yes, our church needs it. Now we're going to talk about the body of Christ. Here in Acadiana, in our area, needs it. Now, you may say, well, we just talked about the church getting a blessing, but let's talk about other churches. Because there are other churches that are preaching the gospel. There are other churches that are out there reaching, trying to reach the lost, and they need our prayers as well. We need to pray for these, these biblical churches in our areas to reach the lost. We can't do it by ourselves. We're only one body. And just like I talked earlier about each individual's blessing, we all have our sphere of influence. They have their sphere of influence, too, that they have to reach out to. And we need to do this as a team and a combined effort in reaching out to this lost and dying world. And as the body of Christ works together to shine the love of Jesus, we need the blessing of God to give us success. Because ultimately, he's the one who could bring it in, right? Some plant, some water, but ultimately God brings in the harvest. Some of you all may be seed planters out here, planting the seed of the gospel, planting the seed of Jesus in people. 
Some of y'all may go over and water that same person to help their faith grow and to help them come to Christ, but ultimately Christ pulls them in and gets the harvest and gets the wind for salvation. Amen? All right. So, it's going to end a little shorter today, I'm noticing here, but in conclusion, I want to tell you, tell you a story about a guy named Mr. Jones who died. He goes to heaven. He meets Peter at the gates. Peter brings him in, brings him on a tour of heaven. And Mr. Jones is seeing all the splendid sights he's seeing in the gold roads. He's seeing the mansions that are built for each and every one of us. But off in the distance, he sees a warehouse. No windows. One door in and out of that warehouse. And he asked Peter, he said, Peter, what is that over there? You know, what is that warehouse? And Peter said to him kind of hesitantly, you really, you really don't want to know what's over there. You don't want to know what's over there. Let's just continue our tour. So the tour goes along, and uh, Mr. Jones uh, keeps thinking about that warehouse. Man, I really want to know what's in that warehouse. It just, it, it just doesn't fit in with everything else I'm seeing here in heaven. I really want to know what's in that warehouse. So time goes on, and then he keeps bugging Peter about the warehouse. And Peter finally said, all right, let's go see the warehouse. I'll bring you over there. So he brings him over to the warehouse. He enters inside the building, and he notices that it's filled uh, with rows after rows after rows of shelves all the way to the ceiling. And on each one of these rows and each one of these shelves, there's a little white box wrapped in a red bow sitting on each shelf. He also notices that each box has a name on it. So he turns to Peter to ask, do I have one? And Peter said, yes, you do. And before Peter could do anything, he's looking for the J.L. He's looking for his name, Mr. Jones. And Peter finally catches up to him. And before Peter can really do anything, Mr. Jones is already unwrapping the, the bow. He's opening up the box. And when Peter catches up to him, he hears Mr. Jones take a big sigh. Is one like everybody else has done before him. Because there in Mr. Jones's white box were all the blessings that God wanted to give him while he was on earth. But Mr. Jones never asked. There's a lot of blessings that God wants to give us here on earth, but we never ask. And he wants us to ask. Matthew 7 said to ask and it will be given to us, right? James 4 says, you do not have because we do not ask. We need to ask for the blessings of God. He wants to give it to us. He's a loving God. And he wants to give us these blessings. Is it right to ask God for blessings? If you want the blessing of God, you need to ask him. He wants to bless you. Ask him to do it. With the right attitude. And with the idea that you, that, that you will be blessed and that you will bless others with that blessing. So ask God for blessings. Ask with the right attitude. Ask God to bless you for you can bless others and be an extension of his love. Blessing prayers are simple. They are prayers asked for the things of God's kingdom to be present in our lives. And for spe- uh, specific attributes of God's character to show up in our lives. God's bounty is unlimited, but it can be limited by us if we're not asking. He's ready to give them out. 
Jabez was blessed simply because he refused to let any obstacle, person, or opinion be greater than God's nature. And I'm asking now that we would just ask God for his blessing and we just watch him work. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for this message tonight. I'm sorry, this morning. And we ask for your blessing on it, Lord. We ask for a blessing for each and every individual here. And we just pray that we wouldn't be be so nervous to ask you, Lord, that you you are, are an inviting father and a loving father and wanting the blessings to be poured out on us, Lord. And may we use the blessings that you've given us on other people in our body of Christ, Lord, and that we share those blessings with them, Father. So we thank you for the message this morning. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.